Hi, everybody. This is Yeehaw Bob Jackson from Port Orleans Riverside at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. And you're listening to the Stories of the Magic. Welcome to Stories of the Magic, an unofficial Disney podcast with your host, Randy Crane. Hear stories from Disney cast members, Imagineers, artists, and more right here on Stories of the Magic. And now, here's your host, Randy Crane. Welcome to episode 20 of Stories of the Magic, our very first Thanksgiving show. I'm Randy, your host. Thank you for joining me. This week, I'm very pleased to bring you nothing but stories and memories from people who love Disney, as well as a few of my own. Thank you to everyone who shared something for this episode. Not much of a setup or a lead-in today, just a brief word from a fellow podcaster and friend, and then it's time to turn the page and start these stories. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're We're huge huge Disneyland Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www. Talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a, a Mickey, Mickey day. And now it's time for listener feedback on stories of the magic. Disney brings people together. When I first got interested in Disney, I went on a Disney message board to start learning about Disney and talking to people who also love Disney. And in the course of Being on that board, I met four amazing women who have become some of my very best friends. We live in different parts of the country, and the only time we ever really see one another is when we all meet in Disney to enjoy Christmas or Halloween or just fun time together. And we share our love of Disney and our friendship, and if it had not been for Disney, I would have never met these women. Disney creates friends. I think Disney brings out the best in people. When I was there recently, I was waiting in line for Toy Story Mania, and behind us in line was a young girl with special needs in a wheelchair, and she was so excited. Oh, she was so excited. She could not contain her excitement. Squeals would come from her every time one of the cars for Toy Story Mania came around the corner. She was jumping in her chair. She was so excited. When we got to the front of the line, we could do no less than to ask the cast member to please let this little girl and her family go in front of us. We could not make her wait any longer. (laughs) 
The cast member was very gracious, and she arranged for the little girl to come forward, and she and her family were loaded into the very next ride cart that came along. Then, to our surprise, the cast member said that they appreciated our gesture so much that they took us around and loaded us in the very next one that was available in the regular line. And not only were we able to ride with no weight, but we actually were in the car right in front of this little girl and her family. And we got to hear her squeals of joy and excitement the whole time we were on the ride. I think that is my favorite memory of Toy Story Mania. This story was sent in to me by Lori Spolstra from Mouseier Vacations. She says, my favorite memory is one of my first memories. I was working for a direct sales company at the time and the incentive trip at the time was a trip to Walt Disney World. Our son, Sam, was going to be three and a half years old at the time and I started earning my trip points when he was just one. I worked for two and a half years, but finally got the sales I needed to get my young family to the magical world of Disney in Florida. My greatest memory was simple. It was just when we walked into the Magic Kingdom for the first time, and my little boy, all decked out with poo shoes, Mickey hat, and sunglasses, looked up and saw Cinderella's castle for the first time. He stopped and just stared with his mouth open. I worked so hard for that trip and dreamed for so long, it was just an overwhelming joy that I had that we were really there, and to see his reaction was just purely magical. On the same trip, Snow White planted a nice red-lipped kiss on his cheek, and he walked around all day with this big kiss on his cheek. It was special then, and it is special today, because 17 years later my son is going to college to be a film editor and wants to work for Disney as his goal. He will be working at Disney next semester in the college program, hopefully as a PhotoPass photographer, ready to capture those reactions of families experiencing the magic of Disney for the first time. And it all started with just one magical entrance onto Main Street USA. Another memory that is special to us is a few years ago when my daughter Maggie was nine and she was able to experience the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique and change magically into a princess for a day. We brought her Sleeping Beauty dress with us and she had chosen the princess hairstyle with the long flowing hair adorned with little Mickey streamers. When the fairy godmother was finished with the makeover and they turned that chair around so she could see herself, it was amazing. But what made it better was that after the makeover, we went and rode the Dumbo ride, which was just outside Cinderella's castle. When we were in line, and a little girl younger than my daughter looked at Maggie and did a double take, and looked up at her and said, Are you a real princess? Oh my goodness, words cannot express the look on Maggie's face, and still to this day, I think that was the best day of her life. Now, whenever we're at a Disney park and we see a little, quote, princess, my sons, husband, daughter, or myself will get down on our knees to them and ask them if they are a real princess. It's great fun to see their reaction and the reactions of their parents, and know you just helped create a magical memory to perhaps last a lifetime. Hi Randy, this is Jamie Sales from Master Vacations. Thanks for letting me chime in today with one of my favorite memories of Disney destinations. And that's going to be Actually, before I was even in the business, but part of the magic that um, all of us experienced was that attention to genuine character that the uh, cast members in the parade have. So I was at a parade at Disneyland, and I had not been to Disneyland 
since I was about maybe 16 years old, and it was a few years after that, and we were watching a parade at, right at the point when they would go into the exit. The parade was just ending, and they certainly could have just been six feet away from being done with their job and being able to leave, yet over to me came Geppetto. He took a deep bow and put out his hands completely silently and invited me to dance. And we waltzed around what was basically kind of a cul-de-sac right before they would exit through the fence. And it was truly a magical moment. Maybe that sealed my love for Disney right there. I'd like to take a couple of minutes here myself and share some of the people and parts of Disney that I'm appreciative of. And the first one I want to mention is the Disney Cruise Line. Uh, in particular those on the Disney Wonder from back in February of this year. I had a chance to go on a Disney cruise with Mouse Ear Vacations and some others as part of an agent education program and got to experience the Disney Cruise Line actually for the first time. Had a fantastic time on that cruise, but in particular I really appreciated Natalie, Daniel, and Brandy. Uh, Natalie was at the Port Adventures desk when I came by Shortly after getting on the ship, I came up because I was needing to take care of booking a couple, and as an agent there on the agent education program, I wasn't able to do it until getting on board. And so she helped me out with that, and we talked a little bit. Uh, so she was really the first person that I actually met on the ship. And then a couple days later, I had to stop by for something. She was there again. She remembered me. And even more uh, impressive and more meaningful to me, was when I got back from the day in Puerto Vallarta, and it had been a long and interesting day. Um, if you want to read that story, go to my travel site. It's uh, mytravelsite.com slash Randy Crane, and click on the trip report for the um, Disneyland Disney Cruise Line Agent Education Program, February of 2012. And if you check out the Puerto Vallarta day, you get the whole story on that. But suffice it to say, it was a long day, Parts of it were kind of difficult, but the, um, the Port Adventures team, uh, the vendor, handled themselves extremely well and took really good care of me. And so I stopped by to tell Natalie about that and tell her about the picture that I had gotten with a sea lion, which I had never had that before, and I was really proud of it. And she really wanted to see it. She asked me if I could bring it by, and I only had the uh, picture on my laptop. I had just gotten it on CD. I didn't get any prints, but I did bring the laptop down so I could show her, and she was so excited for me and loved the picture, showed it to everybody else at the Port Adventures desk, and just really made a big deal out of it. And then even a couple days later when we were in Cabo and she was handling the land portion as we were uh, having to tend her in, and I stopped by to get a picture with her, and again, so warm and friendly and kind, and I really appreciated that. Daniel was the second person that I met, and he was the one in charge of the cruise staff. Um, they're basically the ones that are in charge of making sure everybody on the ship has fun. So they handle a lot of the activities and uh, coordinate the shows and that sort of thing. And I didn't know who he was or even what position he had, but when I was wandering the ship, just kind of getting the lay of the land, so to speak, and uh, getting familiar with it for the sake of my travel clients, I happened to run into him uh, down in the Cadillac Lounge. And we talked for just 
three or four minutes. It wasn't very long at all. But maybe two days later, I happened to be up on deck with some of my friends. And as he was walking by, he actually came over to me, greeted me by name, wanted to know what the names of my friends were, and wanted to make sure I was having a good time, see if I was going to be stopping by the show that night, uh, all that kind of thing. And just I think I probably ran into him almost a dozen times over the course of that cruise. Never, ever failed to stop and treat me like I was the most important person on the ship. The second person that I met, second person that really made me feel uh, incredibly special, and he and Natalie, and the next one I'm going to mention, Brandy, are three of the reasons that I so incredibly highly recommend the Disney Cruise Line to my friends and, of course, to my cruise clients. Uh, Brandy was actually part of the theater cast. She was in the different productions uh, in the main theater. Uh, When they're not doing that, one of the things that that part of the crew does is handle things like the character lines for meeting Mickey and Minnie and various others. Uh, I was in line a couple different times for different characters, and we got to talking, and again, she made me feel like I was the only person on the ship. There was people behind me, but I was the most important one there. And each time I saw her, she remembered me. I don't know how these people do that, but she did. So did Daniel and Natalie. These were just incredible people. Uh, If you go on a Disney cruise, I have no doubt that you will encounter people like that. They represent the Disney spirit, the Disney service, Disney quality, Disney everything that is Disney to me on the ships. And so I thank them for that. And all of the many others that I didn't meet and talk to, but that I know others did and had similar experiences, but they were the ones that I met and had the experiences with. And so they're the ones I'm grateful for. This is Betty Sue from Mouse Ear Vacations. I think that one of the most beautiful things about Disney is its amazing healing powers. And you may think I'm a little bit strange for saying that, but I met on a Disney board a family that touched me in ways that I never, ever thought was possible. Cam and Luke Matthews and their daughter Stephanie. Stephanie was born with a condition called Hurler's Syndrome, and Stephanie's life was supposed to be very, very short. She was only supposed to live until 10, maybe 11, but the love and care and faith in God that Cam and Luke had and showed towards Stephanie and their love of Disney just penetrated their family. The joy of life showed in everything that they did. They made at least two trips to Disney a year in all of Stephanie's life. And Stephanie not only lived past the age of 10, she exceeded all doctors' expectations of her. She was able to graduate from high school. She helped her mother, who is a teacher, every day. And then finally, at the age of 27, the Lord called her home. Cam and Luke felt like Disney had given them a gift 
in all those years because of all the wonderful, wonderful memories they had with Stephanie. And they knew life without Stephanie was going to be difficult. And in knowing them, God placed on my heart that I needed to do something for them. So I contacted Cam and I asked her if she would send me a box of her favorite Stephanie Disney shirts. And from those shirts, I made a memory quilt for Cam and Luke, which I think they now have on their queen-size bed. You know, it's a tribute to Stephanie. When it came time to going back to Disney, because at the time of Stephanie's death, they were planning a trip to Disney. And Cam and Luke did not know whether they could do it. But they also knew that if Stephanie looked down and saw them, she would be stomping her foot and telling them that they should be going. So the first time they went back, they went and they took uh, one of their nieces. And this was the niece's first trip to Disney. And the trip was a tribute to Stephanie. And everywhere they went, they would remember Stephanie and what was her favorite part. And the trip brought the joy of Disney back to them, the joy that they thought they'd lost when they lost Stephanie. Right after that trip, one of their friends got in touch with them and made them aware of a giraffe at Animal Kingdom. Now, the giraffe was both Cam's and Stephanie's favorite animal in Animal Kingdom. This young giraffe had been born the same month that Stephanie had passed away. And the giraffe's name was Stephanie. So on the very next trip, which they went in October, this friend who is there all the time, she knows all the behind the scenes things of uh, Animal Kingdom. She went to Animal Kingdom, the people in Animal Kingdom, and she talked to them and explained the situation. The cast members at Animal Kingdom extended a personal invitation for Cam and Luke to go behind the scenes and meet Stephanie Giraffe. They spent time with Stephanie Giraffe and were able to watch her be cared for. They got to know her mannerisms and her the way she looked so that now anytime they go on the Kilimanjaro safari they can pick her out of the crowd and they now find out that Stephanie Giraffe is pregnant and Stephanie Giraffe's baby will be the first giraffe born in captivity at Animal Kingdom in 2013. So Disney has created a healing, although Kim and Luke will never get over the loss of Stephanie. They will always miss her. Disney has brought the joy back in some ways to that family and the memories that they have will always be there. Dottie Seraphim from Mouser Vacations sent this story in to me. This was quite a few years ago. I had gone to Walt Disney World with my best friend and her family. Her daughter, my godchild, was seven at the time. She's 22 now. Our server was Melvin, and after he took our order, I approached him with a request. When Kara was in Walt Disney World two years earlier, Chip became her very favorite character. She told me that when she was leaving, Chip told her that he was very sad. I wanted so badly for Chip to actually remember her, in quotes. Melvin was the man. When Chip was a few tables away, with Kara anxiously watching his back so that she wouldn't miss one second of his attention, he turned around, 
threw his arms in the air and came dashing over to the table to give her a huge hug. He then took her autograph book and wrote, Kara, I've missed you. From that point on, any time he was in the room, he would turn to her and make that mad dash over to her for another hug and kiss. What a hoot. She later announced to all of us, he remembered me, even with my haircut. Dottie was also kind enough to provide me a link to a YouTube video that her son did when he was 12. Uh, it's a video that will show Kara and Chip, among some other things. It's really a great video, and I encourage you to click through. The link is in the show notes, so you can check it out. Hi, this is Joanne Fortier. I'm a travel specialist with MouseEarVacations.com. One of the things that I am so impressed with with the Walt Disney Company and all of the cast members at Walt Disney World and on the Disney Cruise Line is their concern, their true concern for the people who are going to the parks or to Disney Cruise Line. I love seeing the characters interacting with kids, even if the kids are scared. You know, I mean, the characters might kind of pretend to be scared for a minute too and, and warm up to the young children, even the special needs kids, you know, that might be a little bit afraid. There was one time on our particular cruise that my son got very sick in the middle of the cruise, spiked a high fever. Our stateroom host kept checking to make sure if he needed anything. He was in the room for about a day and a half, high fever the whole bit. Even our dining room server made sure that I didn't leave the dining room at night until I had a meal and they wrapped everything up that I could bring back to him. It's that compassion and that quality and actual caring for everybody that I truly love. Another time I was traveling by myself, it was down at Animal Kingdom. One of the cast members saw I was by myself and she went over and got me front row seat for Festival of the Lion King. So that was over the top. She didn't have to do that. So that's what I appreciate and I'm thankful for. Betty Sue Sanders, a travel agent for Mouse Ear Vacations, has a huge love for Disney. So not only did she provide a couple of recorded stories for me, she also sent in this written story about what she's grateful for. She says, I'm so grateful to Disney Cruise Lines for the chance to feel like a child again. While on my recent Disney Magic cruise out of Galveston, I was so blown away the character interaction around every corner. I saw Peter Pan skipping down the halls, Belle stopping when she found a group of children to have an impromptu story time, Captain Jack Sparrow training a junior pirate in the art of sword fighting, Tiana providing princess lessons to a group of admiring girls, Snow White soothing a fussy toddler with a song. Princess Aurora, Sleeping Beauty, going out of her way to stop and have a picture taken with some of her mini-me's. The list could go on and on. This was the first Disney cruise for my best friend, who has lived through great loss and health issues in the past two years. I was blessed to see her spirits lift thanks to the Disney magic and her true magic at sea. My friend, while still mourning her losses, found a renewed spirit inside that continues even though we are back on land. She is still talking about the shows, the ships, the cast members, the spa, and the friends we made while on our cruise. Again, I see the amazing healing effects of a renewed childhood spirit. Thank you, Disney. Hi, this is Mary Kramer from Mouse Vacations, and I'd like to share the story of my daughter when she was about four years old and wearing princess dresses were mandatory for any trip to Disneyland. We visited the park and as we were coming out of the baby care center, we ran into Cinderella. Well, we met Cinderella, we didn't <laughs> run into her. 
<laughs> and she stopped because my daughter was dressed appropriately as a princess and she got down at the same eye level as my daughter so that she could have a conversation with her and they had a chat with each other and Cinderella remembered that she was late to get to the castle so she got up she took my daughter by the hand they walked hand in hand through the park down to the castle with some family members in tow worrying about where the toddler was headed off to and then later that day Cinderella crossed paths with us in Fantasyland and she stopped as she saw my daughter and again got down on the same eye level as my daughter and greeted her by name and asked her how her day had been going as if they were old friends and it was a truly magical moment for my child. Joanne McGarvey, a member of the admin team for Mouser Vacations, provided this story for me. She says, I have so many varied and different favorite memories involving Disney, it really is hard to choose. But one that is easily recalled was when I saw Disney magic in action. On the last day of a wonderful 10-day family vacation with grandparents, aunts, uncles, and more, my tough, hockey-playing 12-year-old son made a shocking decision. After a fun and filling breakfast over at Chef Mickey's, we made our way to the Magic Kingdom, where he boldly stated he wanted to get his very long hair cut short at the barbershop. Having been a battle of contention for quite a few months, we were completely surprised that he would make that decision both on his own and here of all places. Boy, did the hairstylist have her hands full, cutting probably a good three inches of hair off. And although I don't think he was planning on the pixie dust, he gladly let her use some colored gel to make a Mickey silhouette on the newly shaven hair. To watch this young man shed his too cool attitude and rock this new Disney do was truly magical in my eye. To make it even all the better, he quietly took my hand and walked together down Main Street. Enough to bring any mom to tears. No matter the age or situation, Disney allows us to break down our walls and be vulnerable and open to the simple pleasures and joys of life. I am so ever thankful for all that Disney has provided me in my life. Entertainment, vacations, memories, employment, a common bond with so many friends and family, and so much more. My name is Leon King. I am a travel consultant for Mouse Year Vacations, and I just want to give a great big shout out to all the cast members. I, first of all, never met a grouchy one. Never, ever met a grouchy cast member. On more than one occasion, I can give you examples of what they have done to go out of their way to make your trip memorable. I was in the main shopping store on Main Street one time in Disney World, and all of a sudden this lady came up to me, Mary Poppins. She was in the parade. The parade hadn't quite started yet. She latched onto my arm. We walked through the store singing uh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> I had no idea who she was, but she was so friendly, and then she left to go walk in the parade. Amazing. Another cast member went out of her way to find a pin that my friend had lost that I had given her. The only way you could get this pin is to pass it on to somebody. My friend lost it. This cast member went out of her way to get another pin to replace the one that had been lost. So a super, super califragilistic shout out to all the cast members, no matter how small they are to how important they are. Mary Kramer from Mousier Vacations recorded a story for me, but she also sent one in by email. She says, for Thanksgiving, I have this story. Four years ago, in early November, my mother passed away after a heart attack. She was caring for my 88-year-old father, who was undergoing treatment for his second round of lung cancer. 
Statistically, 80% of people with a recurrence of lung cancer are dead within a year, and I know that the statistics of surviving spouses is often not much better. My family and some friends had plans to sail on the Disney Magic to celebrate my 50th birthday, and even though my mother had declined the trip, my father said he wanted to go and be with us for Thanksgiving and the birthday celebration. My parents had not traveled for several years because of various illnesses, but my dad felt this was important. I rented a motorized scooter so he could get around and not feel dependent on anyone. He enjoyed the time with his grandchildren, even letting the characters and waiters put folded napkins on his head during our character meal. He loved sitting on the balcony of the stateroom, watching the ocean. I was thrilled that Castaway Key had special sand chairs that enabled us to push my dad out to the beach where he could watch his grandkids play and snorkel. It was a very special Thanksgiving for all of us that year. Hi, I'm Lisa Costa and I'm from Mouse Sierra Vacation. And I think that the thing that Disney means to me and my family and what's so special about Disney to my family and I is that it's become a tradition for us. They've enabled us to have a place that we're able to go to and enjoy and create lasting memories for me that are a lifetime of memories that will never be able to be replaced and for my children every year. You know, whether it's the Disney Cruise, whether it's Disney World, we've been able to go back to this place that's given us magic and happiness without thinking about all of the worries of the world around us and we're able to enjoy that and do that as a family and it's something that I believe that my children will take with them and continue on the tradition even as they're getting older. I can see them doing it with my grandchildren one day where it's just something that's been instilled in all of us because it just means so much to all of us to be in Disney and to be there and be able to share that magic with each other every year when we do go. So for me, the things that I'm thankful for Disney for is just being able to give us the opportunity to do that with the wonderful service that they provide to us when they are there and just having this special time and these memories that will last us forever and ever, my entire family. Lori Landers, a travel agent with Mouse Ear Vacations, provided this email story for me. My favorite memory, and now my favorite characters, deal with Chip and Dale. When I was eight years old, I was visiting Walt Disney World, and my parents purchased red shoestring licorice for me. I was never given this type of candy, so I was very excited about it. While eating the licorice, I posed for photos with characters. Next thing I knew, Chip was eating my licorice. We still have the photo. I was so disappointed to think he had done that. Thankfully, my parents bought me more, but I couldn't believe he ate my licorice. At the time, I wasn't too happy, but now looking back over the years, it's one of my favorite early memories. And now having twins, Chip and Dale have become even more special to me, even though they're not twins. Another special memory was the first visit to Disneyland with my daughters. We entered the Disneyland gates, and right after we passed through the tunnel, Mickey and Minnie were standing on the sidewalk. Amazing nobody around them, and the girls were able to run right up to them and give them a big hug. I wasn't sure how they would react to the characters, meeting them for the first time right before they were two, but they loved them, so it made this mama very happy. Lastly, I'll never forget my first anniversary trip to Walt Disney World. My husband had never been to a Disney park before, and to see his sheer enjoyment throughout the vacation will be with me always. He even said we had to be sure to return with any kids we may have. 
Hi, Randy. It's Nikki Miller at CruisingCo.com. I'm just calling in with a story about my Disney wedding. Uh, my husband and I got married at Disney World six years ago, and when we were checking into the boardwalk for our stay before our wedding, I had an interaction with a lovely cast member named Danielle. Uh, went to our room. The first thing that I did was make sure that everything was in order and started unpacking, but I realized that there were ants in the bathroom. And normally this wouldn't be a problem. I'd just call and have somebody come in and treat it, but... Being my wedding, I was a little on edge and a little bit of a bridezilla at the moment. So seeing those ants really just set me into a tizzy. So I went and talked with Danielle at the check-in desk, and she did everything she could to make sure that we were moved to a different room that was fit to our standards, and she just made me feel normal, (laughs) being that it was our wedding Things were stressful and tensions were high, and so just her calming voice and her soothing abilities to just sweep it under the rug like it was no big deal. They'd get us a new room right away, and it was just wonderful. Um, and then actually on our wedding night, Danielle had some champagne and some strawberries sent to our room, which was just a great little thing to come back to that was really unexpected. It was really a wonderful Disney touch of magic. Before moving on to our last story, I want to take a couple of minutes and offer up just some more brief thanks and appreciation to various parts of Disney and things related to Disney. Uh, Back to the Disney Cruise Line. I'm thankful for and appreciate the characters, especially from my cruise, Minnie Mouse and Daisy Duck, who were so much fun. Minnie played with me a little bit, and then she remembered me every time that I was in her line again. I had a chance to talk to Ariel, about what it's like to be on a ship out in the ocean, kind of, you know, still part of our world, but able to visit her world a little bit. Uh, I don't think I could have had a conversation like that very well in the theme parks. I'm thankful to my guests who have been on the show so far. You know, some of you really kind of took a chance since this was a brand new podcast. Still is pretty new, actually. And you agreed to be on it anyway. And hopefully I've made you proud because of the interviews and the quality of what I've been able to present to people. So thank you to Danielle Ernest, Dave Smith, Yeehaw Bob, Ron Schneider, Kayla Lopez, Laura Dickinson, David Smith, Nate Parrish, Tom McGlinchey, Dean Gashler, Lynn Barron, Laura Gannon, and Jill Burke, most recently. Thank you also to my future guests, those who I've uh, already recorded, and those who I have scheduled but haven't recorded yet. I'm really looking forward to talking to you and to sharing your stories as well. Thank you to Dale from my visit to Disneyland a few months ago, where he and I sat down at the coloring table for 10 or 15 minutes in the Big Thunder Ranch area, and we colored together and uh, had some conversation, as much as you can have a conversation with a character that doesn't actually speak, but we still had a pretty good time together. And Thank you for the picture that you drew for me and autographed and gave to me. If you who are listening want to see that picture, you can go to the show notes for episode 6, and I put a photo of the picture in there so you can see what Dale gave to me. A lot of people have an autograph of Dale, but I don't think very many have a picture that he colored and drew for them and autographed. So that was really special. Uh, Not people from Disney, but related to Disney. Uh, And without Disney, I would not have had the interactions that I've had with these people. 
thank you to my clients who I've planned Disney trips for this year, and to my fellow agents from Mouse Ear Vacations. Without Disney, I would not have met you, and I wouldn't have been able to become friends with many of you, and I wouldn't have been able to provide the services to plan these amazing vacations for people who have gone to Disneyland or Disney World or on the Disney Cruise Line or One Day Soon Adventures by Disney. I wouldn't be able to help you have these amazing experiences and memories without Disney, without having those destinations to go to. And I couldn't do the job nearly as well as I do without my friends and fellow agents at Mouse Air Vacations, several of whom you've heard from in this episode. By extension from there, I'm also grateful for the friendship that I have with Al and Joyce Kessel from the Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland podcast, which I'm also a sponsor of, but I wouldn't sponsor it if I didn't support it honestly and think that it truly is a fantastic podcast that Al and Joyce are great people with integrity and an amazing love for Disney. And I'm privileged to know them and to be affiliated with that podcast. And through them, I met Lisa Robertson from Babes in Disneyland. And now I'm not only privileged to count her as a friend, but I also write for Babes in Disneyland as the Fun Fact Friday contributor and occasionally another post here and there. It's really a fantastic blog. It was well before I started and Lisa works really hard on it. She's also a huge Disney fan and uh, an incredible individual, and I'm privileged to be affiliated with that blog and sponsor it as well. And again, these are two opportunities I would not have, and at least three people that I would not have met had it not been for Disney. And finally, I want to thank the people, you, who are listening to this podcast. Would I do this without an audience? Yeah, maybe. But I, it would be a lot harder. I'll just be honest. It would be a lot harder to do it without an audience. Not because I think that you should all sit around and listen to me talk, because uh, with the exception possibly of this episode, I think if you've listened to any of the previous ones, you've probably noticed that I don't really talk a whole lot in them. I try to let my guests do as much of the talking as I can. And it's because of them that I want an audience. You see... They have some amazing stories, and they're incredible people. And I want you to be able to hear from them. And I want a lot of people to be able to hear from them. And so I want an audience, because I don't want them to record just for the sake of me. I love to hear the stories. I would love to just sit around and talk to them. But mostly, I want to share them with you. And so I thank you for listening and for giving me a reason and a vehicle to be able to have these amazing conversations and have people to bring them to. Now, one more story that was called in, and then we'll wrap up the Thanksgiving 2012 show for Stories of the Magic. Hey, Randy, this is Al. And this is Joyce. And uh, we're answering your call to uh, tell you what we personally are thankful to Walt Disney and the Disney Company for. And to be completely honest with you, if we went line by line for everything that we're thankful for to Disney... We would be here forever. You'd have to do like a four-part uh, podcast. So I'm just going to kind of uh, bucket list it for you, if that makes any sense. I'm pretty thankful for just about everything that Disney does. Uh, I love all the movies. I'm, I'm very thankful for the Disney movies. But what I'm most thankful for is the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California. Now, as I've told to many people many times before, I'm relatively new to the whole Disneyland experience. I didn't go to the park for the first time until 2007. 
And walking through the gate, I just, it was, it opened a whole new world to me. So I'm very thankful to Disney for helping me reconnect with that inner child. And I'm also thankful because through Disney, through the whole Disneyland experience and everything, I have met so many awesome people, so many awesome friends like you, like Lisa Robertson, like Mr. Dabbs, everybody that we've met. We just, it's such a wonderful community. And it's kind of, for lack of a better word, it's rekindled my my belief in magic. So I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for you, for all the things that you do for, not just for me and Joyce, but for everybody who has anything to do with Disney. And I, too, have so much to be thankful for when it comes to Disney. I am very, very thankful that Walt Disney had the vision that he had and that he wanted a happy place to take his children, and he wanted to pass that on to um, just everyone. And I'm thankful that my parents had that love for Disney and that I grew up Disney. Um, I could just go on and on and on like Al said, but I'm thankful for him putting up with my love for Disney before <laughs> he actually understood why I had that love. And I want to thank the Disney company for all the movies, for bringing families together. Um, and I need to thank all of the cast members who bring that magic to millions and millions of guests. And they always have that smile on their face every single day and I know that that cannot be an easy thing to do and just the values that the Walt Disney Company has it's just amazing and I am so thankful for each day that I get to spend at Disneyland and we just wanted to take this opportunity to say happy Thanksgiving to you Randy uh, we're thankful for you uh, we wanted to wish everybody who's listening to your podcast happy Thanksgiving and for those of you who are outside of the U.S. Happy Thursday. <laughs> yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Be safe out there. That brings us to the end of this week's show. A very special thank you to everyone who recorded or wrote a story or memory to share, and to you for listening, whether you sent in a story or not this year. Remember, there's always next year. Now, if you've worked for the Walt Disney Company in any capacity and you'd like to share a positive story, email me at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call the listener feedback line at 734-23-STORY anytime 24 hours a day. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, let me know and let's talk. If you're a Disney guest of any Disney experience and had an encounter or an interaction with a cast member that made some extra Disney magic or had any special Disney experience you want to share, like the many calls and emails you heard today. I'd love to hear from you, too. Email me at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call the listener feedback line at 734-23-STORY and tell me about your experience. Subscribe to Stories of the Magic in iTunes, on the website, or you can hear Stories of the Magic while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free news and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear Stories of the Magic, you have a chance to win some money. Downloading is quick and easy. Just find Stitcher in the App Store. Download it. It's free and takes just a few seconds. Then, during registration, hit the promo code box and enter Magic Stories, all one word, to get automatically entered to win $100. The latest episode of the show will be waiting for you in your favorites. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows, too. 
always available to you on demand, no syncing. It's Stitcher Smart Radio. Don't forget to enter promo code MAGICSTORY so it's easier for people to find. Leaving a rating and a review will only take a couple of minutes, and I'd be very grateful to you. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, visit storiesofthemagic.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this or any episode. While you're there, check out the show notes for useful links from each episode, too, like the list of agents that provided stories for me from Mouse Your Vacations in this episode, or the picture that Dale drew for me if you go back to the show notes from episode 6. Please like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash storiesofthemagic. Follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash storiesofmagic and tweet out that you're listening. Pin it on Pinterest, plus one it on Google+. Tell your friends about the show. Keep letting others know that you're listening so they can join in the magic. This week's episode is brought to you by Leaving Conformity Coaching, my life and personal development coaching business. If your life is out of balance or you feel like you're missing out on your purpose, visit leavingconformitycoaching.com stories and let me help you discover and connect to your God-given purpose and value to build your life to achieve true success and meaning and to positively impact your world. To find out more about Leaving Conformity Coaching and how I can help you, access some free resources and read my blog, visit leavingconformitycoaching.com stories. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Stories of the Magic. There will be other days and other stories, and as long as there is Disney magic and great people, these tales will always continue. You've been listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. If you have feedback, want to share a story of your own, or even be a guest on the show, write to Randy at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call our listener feedback line, 734-23-STORY. And don't forget to visit the website, storiesofthemagic.com for show notes from this and every episode and to leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live your dreams and make the magic in your world.